Yeah. So six words that you can think of that kind of capture your personality and your approach to life and anything else about you that you think is relevant. You've only got six words. And while you're doing that, I'll just do the intro. Hi. Ooh, did that really badly. <laughs> Welcome to another community coaching call. Uh, this is really an opportunity for members of the community to come together primarily to get to know each other uh, and you know trying to create that feeling of connection that we get a lot on our events uh, our physical events and physical retreats well, which, which we're trying to replicate online but also it's an opportunity to get help from fellow members if you have a particular question or challenge that you're struggling with or you want to get clarity on it's always nice to get perspectives from people who aren't inside the situation uh, i remember a quote uh, or someone telling me you can't read the label if you're inside the bottle so this is a really good opportunity to get other people's input feedback that may trigger the right answer for you hi kim thanks for joining so what i've been asking everyone to do while i do this intro and i'll, I'll give everyone another couple of minutes is kim you when i'm going to go around in the intros i want you to say who you are where you're calling in from but also you've got to think of six words that describe you in whatever way you want to describe yourself your approach to life um and something about you so six words that spring to mind they don't have to be perfect um so uh yeah just back from altitude which was amazing um it's i think it's the it is the fourth retreat that we've done in the alps the eighth we retreat we've done all together uh, it came together beautifully we had a mixture of peer-to-peer -peer learning with workshops and things from self-management, self-managing teams to PR, to getting clear on an idea. We also had a little session on consciousness and entrepreneurship. Um, that's one to bake your noodle if you want to have a think about that. Um, and then mixed with activities like whitewater rafting and mountain biking and uh, parapenting, um, that's paragliding. For, for non-French people. Uh, so yeah, it was really hard work, really, really hard work. And so I'm knackered and I'm tired and I just wanna have a holiday now because it's a challenging, but it's great to have you all on the call. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get each of you to uh, just intro, really quick intros, because I think we've got, uh, we've got eight of us on the call, which is brilliant. Um, so it will be kicking off with your name, where you're calling from and these six words that describe you and your approach to life. So I'm going to pick Alan because he's on the top left of my screen. Uh, yeah, hi, hi everybody. My name is Alan Wick. I'm currently in London um, and six words I've written down are inspired, um, challenging, real, rigorous, caring, and independent. Awesome, lovely, brilliant. Thank you very much, Alan. Um, Rory, would you, would you care to introduce yourself and where you're calling from? Oh, I think your mic is muted for whatever reason, Rory. Oh, okay. 
what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll just skip you briefly, Rory, and we'll come back to you. Hopefully the mic situation will sort itself out. Philippe. Yeah. Oh, even Philippe's mic is not working for Can anyone other than me hear Philippe? Oh, we have microphone issues at, at Philippe's end. We'll see if you can work. There might be a, a setting on the, the, the diff you can choose the different mics that you can use on your laptop. I think there's an upward arrow next to the mute icon on the bottom left hand side of your screen right let's see if we have better luck with Catherine hi can you hear me <laughs> I can hear you okay yes. good <laughs> so I'm Catherine I'm in San Francisco and the six words I chose were rebel holistic dancing coach intuitive and French. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. Kim, are you ready to talk? Yes. Hi, I'm Kim. Um, I'm calling in from Brighton. In a box. Um, in, a, in a little box. <laughs> little cardboard box in Brighton. Um, and the six words that I have written down very briefly are authentic, enthusiastic, creative, inquisitive, inquisitive, independent, the five, and my sixth one is fun. Yes. <laughs> well done. Pulled it out of the bag. <laughs> Cheers, Kim. Philippe, uh, did you manage to get your microphone working again? Oh. Oh no, for some reason it doesn't seem to be working. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off to Paul and then Geis and then Sandrine and hopefully we can get back to you, Philippe and Rory. Paul. Hi there, yeah. uh, I'm Paul Bucock. Um I'm in St Albans, uh, north of London. And uh, six words I've just thought of now are uh, friendly, independent elastic thinking innovator elastic thinking and innovator awesome great guys hi i'm guys uh calling from kuala lumpur um six words <laughs> um transparent collaborative uh inequality bangladesh agriculture passion probably Brilliant. Excellent. Nice one. Um, Sandrine, hopefully you've got, you've got, you've got the, the gist of what's going on. So it's kind of like, yes, your name, where you're calling from and these six words that you can pull out the bag. Uh, yes. Hello everyone. Can you hear me actually? It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Perfect. Because I see I'm in the dark. It's, I'm in Bali. So it's, uh, eight, nine, uh, see him here. So, uh, I will say uh, enthusiast, explorer, intuitive, storyteller, rebel, um, and obviously French. <laughs> Excellent. We've got two rebels and two French people so far. Um, 
Rory, would you like to, to see if, if it works again, your microphone? No, sorry. Oh gosh, maybe you can type something in the chat for us. That'd be nice. If that works for you, that'd be great. Philippe, are you back online with the microphone? Oh. Can we hear you, Philippe? You're muted at the moment. No. Okay. Well, if you can um, maybe put something in the chat uh, and hopefully your microphone will kick off uh, and start working better soon. But yeah, stick your six words in the chat. That'd be really nice to see. Um, actually, all of you, if, if you, while you're... Um, while you're uh, maybe listening, it would be nice to just stick your six words in the chat as well. It'd be nice to see what, what connections there are in terms of those words and overlaps. But I definitely said rebel, independent, uh, French. <laughs> uh, fun, I think I heard a couple of times, but it'd be good to see what that looks like objectively on screen. So, um, yes, I, I kind of put a shout out for people who would want to kind of share their challenge. I'm not sure if anyone got back to me in the email. I haven't checked in the past couple of hours. But what I'd like to do is uh, spend, we've got, I think, another, yeah, about 40. Oh, you're here. Can you, can you hear me now? Oh, Excellent. Okay. Philippe, you're back. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Okay, just um, hello, everyone. My name is Philippe. I'm, Brazilian, um, I'm calling from Brighton. Uh, the six words are curious, easygoing, shy, simple, community, and creative. Brilliant. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Philippe. If you um, pop those into the chat, that'd be great to see. Sure. So um, I'd like to find out if there's anyone who, if you could just uh, put your hand up or there's a, like a little button that allows you to put your hand up uh, in the chat. If you could let me know. Um, if any of you have a question or a challenge that you would like to share with the group. I'm looking for hands. Anyone? Or on screen? Well, I do, I, I can't see the hand. <laughs> All right, no worries. That's fine. If you can't see, that's cool. Maybe just, just do some, we can simple wave in your hand. So what we're gonna do, Paul, um, got 15 minutes. We're going to have about five minutes, up to five minutes for you to explain the context and around the challenge and um, what you're trying to, what you want help with. And then we'll have 10, about uh, 10 minutes initially for questions and then feedback. So about five minutes for questions, clarifying questions and five minutes for some quick round feedback and advice from people. So um, your five minutes starts now. Okay, well, um, I'm a software developer with uh, tons of experience in big companies. I'm currently uh, seeking to uh, build an independent business, uh, and I'm looking to do that by making software much cheaper and easier for pe uh, to develop so that a much wider range of people can afford to have the software they need and can get it now. Now, the things uh, I'm aiming at are probably a year or two away. So to start earning some income now, I'm looking at an idea whereby I use some of the smaller uh, improvements I've made in development so far to develop bespoke software for groups 
of uh, companies. So the idea is if you think you've got a problem um, that you could solve with software, you think it would be too expensive to develop yourself in a small business or a charity or maybe a school or something. If you could find maybe 10 other people um, who share the same problem and you can get them together, then we've probably got something that would work. I could develop the software. I'd be prepared to do it for uh, free initially and then sell it on a subscription to all the people in the group. And to make it worthwhile um, for the lead participant, uh, you'd probably have an arrangement whereby they got 10% of the revenue from each of the other uh, subscribers. So by the time you've got recruited 10 people, you're actually getting the software for free in return for organizing the thing and leading the design. Uh, I've thought of a, a reasonably snappy name to call it 10 people like you. Um, so uh, I've only had this idea in the last couple of days. Uh, and obviously at the moment, I think it's great. So if you like it, keep quiet, please. What I want to know <laughs> is why isn't it going to work? What are the holes I haven't thought of? Why is people not going to want this? What are they going to be afraid of? Uh, what's the big obstacle that's going to trip it all up? Cool. I've still, got, I've still got a little bit more time. So maybe you could share with us what you uh, think the obstacles, maybe what you've spotted so far. Um, well, okay. The main thing is that, uh, okay, in a way, you're getting people to bring business ideas to you. Uh, that's always the thing when you're trying to, in a small business, when you're trying to develop new stuff, how do you get the ideas? So this um, is a way of getting people to, to do that work for you, but you've still got to get the concept known. Um, so what would the channels be? I'm sort of working on the idea now that it's a very interesting, innovative approach. So it's newsworthy you might get people to write about it in articles and transmit the idea that way. But that's only the one idea I've had so far. So um, just getting it widely known is the, is the biggest one I can think of so far. Cool. Okay. So uh, this is opening up to some questions, really, to get clearer on Paul's idea and where it's coming from. Um, put your hand up. Go for it, guys. Hello. Hi, Paul. Um... So you said the idea is to generate um, income on a relatively short term, um, but it still takes 10 people, the software development, which you're going to do for free uh, before it starts generating subscription income. So how long is that process going to take? And does it actually then generate income fast enough for you? Okay, um, good point. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking of so far is that the projects would be fairly small um, in the region of maybe a month or two. So I would be hoping to get the first thing into action uh, in a few weeks. Um, and although the monthly subscriptions could be fairly small, maybe some of the early customers might be willing to pay a year up front. But, um, that's another possibility. But yes, I, I agree. It, it's that that is something I need to think about. Is um, it could build up to a lot of income later, but um, in the early days, it might be less. Cool. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, Alan, and then Catherine. 
Okay. Hi, Paul. Hi. Um, if, if um, to add to uh, the, the point that's just been made, if your context is quick income while you're developing your longer term plan, what other ideas have you got that might give you some quick income? Um, that's the only one at the moment. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it, I, I could just do what I've always done. If someone came along with a software development job that I could do next week, um, I could work on that and just get paid for it. But it's, it's not easy to find those sort of jobs because your market is everyone. And as the saying goes, if you're targeting everyone, you're targeting no one. So, mm. No, but yeah, it's a good point, yes. Cool. Catherine. Hello. Hi, hi Paul. I had a question around um, uh, more on the people side. So you were talking about, you know, having like 10 people maybe be interested like in the same, uh, to solve like the same problem or issue. So how, um, how are you like envisioning like how to get these people on the same page, they might have like a different value set, they might want to solve the same problem, but they might come from like different perspectives, um, yeah, different values, and they might have slightly different needs even though they want to solve the same problem. So I was curious about that, if you thought about that. Well, um, I had, and I actually think, yeah, that's something I need to think about a lot more because uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you would get 10 people who think they have the same problem, but they'd all have subtle differences. So, yeah, um, I've got experience of working on projects in large companies where although it's just one customer, there are many stakeholders within the organization who each want something slightly different. Uh, and a common arrangement there is to appoint one person um, to a job called product owner, and it's their job to do that negotiation. Um, maybe the lead, participant, the one who actually comes to me with the idea, could take on that role. Um, although that could also be a bit of a burden for them. So, um, but you may, somebody would have to have the final say. Um, I agree, it could take a lot of negotiation and I don't think you're really gonna find out how hard that is until you try to do it. So um, yeah, we'd have to see, but yes. Yeah, thank you, it is a very good point. Yeah, that makes sense, thanks. Guys? Um, yeah, just an idea. Does it have okay. to be um, a different product you sell in the short term or can you dress it up as the thing you're doing in the long term? So um, I really like Lawrence's webinar on how to thingify uh, things. And it's all about how can you, with as little input as possible, try to start selling your idea and see if there's an interest. And one of the things I think he mentioned in the, in the webinar is that even though you're selling and your, your own website and your product offering can look very slick on the background, it doesn't have to be, uh, you don't have to have everything ready. Yeah. So it, can someone subscribe for um, the service you're planning to offer fully automated in the long term, you're still doing some manual uh, work in the short term to tie up uh, loose ends because yeah. well um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, if you're talking about one of the individual products that I'm hoping uh, will come along, uh, then yes, you may be able to do that. Um, uh, I think at the moment, this, this is definitely going to be a manual. Overall, it's going to be a manual job for me in that I, I would expect to do a software development project, um, but to share the results among many people. Um, so that's not automated at all. Um, the product that you develop for each group may also have aspects where you could uh, not automate everything to start with. So that, that's a possibility, yes. Cool. Excellent. Okay, we are now in feedback mode. So any thoughts and ideas given the information you've had so far for, for Paul to, to whether move, to move forward to this idea or maybe reasons why he shouldn't do it at all? You could um, oh. go go for again. Um, just to sort of get a bit more insight, uh, get a bit more sort of feedback from it. You could, um, if you know the kind of people that you're 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 planning to make things for, um, you could invite them just to, to chat about like you know, like we're doing now, but m maybe more about what problems they have and see if anyone actually does have the same problems. And when you start, when when some start crossing over. And you see, like, okay, three people have got this same problem. Then you're starting to build that um, that position of having ten people with the same problem. So if you get people to have conversations about it, then maybe you can start to get some some suggestions of the kind of things that people would want. And that could just be like um, inviting all you know any friends or whatever to like a Zoom chat or a, or a Facebook group or something like that. Just a suggestion. Yeah, okay. No, that, that does sound good. Yes, to get a few people together with the same sort of idea. Yeah, and see how much it, uh, it all ties up. Yeah, I like that. I must put that into the, um, the process. Yeah. Right. Um, some thoughts that spring to mind is uh, when it comes to the product, I found really super specific um, tools very simple but super specific tools so that there's really little variation in how you could build it so you get less input from people uh, is one thought so then to make your life easier in terms of or whoever the lead uh, requester is so they don't have to juggle too many different ways of doing the same thing and the other yes. thing is whether you could you could have like a um, kind of like a crowdfunding, not crowd, an ideas wall. So basically getting a way for people to just dump their ideas and vote for ideas on some kind of page or whatever it is so that right. you can get a feel for all the different ideas out there and, and you can point, you know, you can sort of like build a, an awareness of this is like a, it's like a group buying of productivity tools in my head. What you're talking yes. about. I, I've got this problem in my business. I need to make it faster, but I can't afford to pay pay for it myself. So who else would like to pay for it with me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That that would be good. Yeah. So before uh, a project actually started, you could give somewhere, give people a, a place to get ideas uh, and get a find other participants. Yeah. Yeah. Voting that, up and voting down kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Anyone else? Philippe, and then guys. Hi. Uh, hi. Hello. Parallel between your product and um, 
uh, group group buying like Groupon things like this. I was thinking about something like like crowdsourcing, but instead of crowdsourcing, uh, crowd coding, uh, but a platform like Kickstarter where people could apply for oh, I I need this kind of things uh, or or some some developer because I I'm thinking about developing this kind of thing who wants to also fund the development of this product. I don't know something with this sort of vibe. Uh, maybe that could um, create some buzz around the product. Yes. Uh, okay. So um, you're thinking of making it work a bit like uh, crowdfunding or crowdsourcing ideas? Yeah, but uh, in the sense that uh, uh, imagine like Kickstarter web page where people propose a product and others can commit and uh, buy part of it. Uh, something like this, but with code. I mean, I, I'm because uh, maybe the the buyers will have to propose. They will uh, ask for a product, or maybe developers will propose. Uh, okay, I'm thinking about this kind of product, and people will uh, subscribe to it or not. Uh, but it could be both ways: either the consumers yeah. uh, asking for it, or the developers uh, trying to sell it. I don't okay. know. If you, I just wonder if you thought about this. Yeah, I hadn't, but that, that's uh, that's a very useful idea. Yeah, I'll I'll see if I can uh, get get people to come at it from both directions. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, thank you, Alan. Thanks, Carlos and um, Paul. That um, what Philippe has just talked about um, uh, um, helped come me come up with a, another idea for a name for it you know you said people like us yes well it struck me that um crowdsoft okay might be more what it actually is says on the tin um because you're getting a group of people of companies to bring their ideas together and make some software together so yes. it's like crowdfunding, crowdsoft. Yes. Okay, yeah, I like that name. Yes, okay, yes, I'll see if I can work that in. Mm. Um, I, I think the, uh, there are two separate comments I'd like to make. One is the idea sounds really interesting and that there's a, probably a need for it. My gut feeling is there's a need for it and it could be something really powerful. Uh, my, my butt is about speed. Right. That, that it's not, it could be great, but it's a, another idea that's similar to your other original one, which could take months, maybe, dare I say, even a year to, to really get it to happen after initial research and trying things out. And if there's a need for instant cash, or at least quick, depending yes. what your definition is of quick yes. or instant, um, weeks, months, as opposed to much longer, that's the only thing I'm not sure it'll it'll help with. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good point. Yeah. I'd have to think about exactly who how soon it could start earning money. Yes. Mm. Brilliant. Excellent. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I'm excited by this idea now. Thank you. I just hope each of us get two percent of the exit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm um, I want I want to make a wonderful life out of this. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, then revenue share. I'm happy with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and thank you, Alan. I've just realized instead of it um, calling it the feedback time, can we call it your gut or your butt? Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> your gut and your as butt. Long as, as long as it's B-U-T, not B-U-double-T. Oh, that's, that's, that's up to the person themselves, how they want to receive that wor those words. <laughs> cool awesome that's brilliant thank you very much paul hopefully that's clear i'm looking forward to seeing what that software is there is a there is a network that i've i, I can't remember the name of that kind of plays to what alan was talking about uh, and i'll try and find it out and I'll, I'll post it to the event comments once i once i've discovered it but okay thanks yeah. i think it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a there's something out there there's a need i think like alan was saying i think there is a need for this kind of stuff uh and i'm, I'm very curious okay. about it Cool. Okay. So okay. I think the next person is uh, Kim. Um, he said he wanted to share something. So you have five minutes, Kim, to pitch us your problem. Hey guys. Um, so I started Touch Video Academy, which is um, to teach people to create video content with only their phones. So it kind of fills the gap between, at the moment, um, the biggest barrier for people to create more video content, which is arguably the most powerful content um, is, is the cost um, and the confidence, the cost or the confidence to do it themselves. Um, so I created Touch Video Academy to, to help people um, create quality video content, but with, with only, only using their phones. Um, the first couple of months have gone quite well. I, um, I got a bunch of leads just from, um, basically putting it out there to, to immediate, you know, immediate network, friends and family uh, groups, you know, happy startup school, that kind of thing. Um, I've done a bit of outreach just to like a list of old contacts and people. And I got a bunch of leads that did about, about six or seven proposals. And then um, a few of those turned into uh, bookings, which I was like, this is great. You know, it's working. Um, that's not my dog. <laughs> and then um, it's working. And then um, just this week, the two of those, um, which I thought were sort of done deals, um, just dropped out last minute, which has left me pretty short for the for the month and the next couple of months, unless I get, you know, this get... Essentially, my problem, I think, is to have like an actual, um, like a... a a pipeline like a sales pipeline that i can reliably get some leads from one place bring it into the pipeline you know talk to them give them a proposal try and sell them what i'm doing um and then convert i feel like the end product i've got i can go and deliver a workshop tomorrow if i need to i feel like um the i've learned stuff from those few people dropping out and i've i've got t's and c's form now that i've got done which you know so people will sign um, which will seal that seal that in. Uh, apart from the ones I did give that to the people who I was booking it with, but they kind of just put it off, put it off, put it off, and then just didn't do it. You know, cancelled at the last minute. Um, so yeah, I feel like I just need to generate more leads. My first step for that is going to be to make a couple more videos. It's just of me talking about what I'm doing. Um, but it just doesn't. It feels that I feel at the moment like I'm just a bit scattergun, and there's loads of different things I could be doing. And what I really want to find is just a quite a reliable process or source of leads 
um, or, or, or some, I, I'm really quite new to like this and having a sales pipeline. So really my problem is to create more, generate more leads for corporate workshops for, for doing what I'm doing. Cool. That's clear. Well, questions. Come on, guys. Who, who's your target group? Or who are the companies um, that you've been talking to? I believe at the moment it's um, marketing managers of the, of the actual individuals within the companies. Um, but sometimes they don't hold, they don't actually hold the, uh, the authority to actually, do, you know, make the sale. Um, and the types of companies, I'm still trying to figure that out and get to know what type of, what size of companies, what type of companies. My assumptions have been, you know, the only actual workshop I've got booked in the next two months is with the Arts and, Arts and Humanities Research Council, which was just completely out of the blue and I had no idea even existed. So um, I'm still trying to identify the actual um, the types of companies, but I feel like the individuals within the companies are like the marketing managers or directors. But I feel like I probably need to identify more the size of company. Um, but saying that, you know, I've had, I've had someone signed up with just the one man who haven't even got a company yet, who had done like a one-on-one -on -one coaching plan. And then, you know, it, so it, it's quite hard to, to figure out the actual size of company or who, who who that who it is that needs that needs what I'm doing really. Cool. Any other questions? Alan. Hey Kim. Hey Alan. Hi Kim. Um, how did you identify the need in the first place? Um, so I used to do uh, social media and content marketing, um, used to be a social media consultant, and you know, recognized fairly early on that videos um, got the best responses, from the, certainly from the clients that I was working with. Videos always get, got the best results for them in terms of click-throughs and, and everything else, um, and sort of in, within, social, within a social media sphere. And then um, having looked into it a bit more, realizing that um, you know, video, for, for loads more reasons, videos, you know, most powerful thing, uh, most powerful form of content a lot of the time. And parallel to that, I was creating my own videos just using a phone and getting better and better at it. And, um, and when I put the two and two together, it was like, well, actually, there's a lot of people who, who want to do video or could really benefit from video in their businesses, but that feels out of reach. So I've spoken to a lot of people about it and and the, the number one barrier is always uh seems to be always budget um and just to, just to sort of frame it a little bit the you know uh, a videographer is going to cost an, an upwards of sort of 400 pounds a day um and when you're making a, and that's like low um, and when you're making a traditional like the processes you go in for a day and you film and you take it away and you go and edit and that, that multiplies. Whereas if it's someone in house who, who's, who can um, make it themselves, especially filming and editing on a phone, it makes the whole process a lot quicker. And it's not good for everything, but it's certainly good for, for certain things that like content that they might want to repeat. 
so yeah, I mean, it kind of answers your question. I waffled a bit, but <laughs> essentially, there's a gap there where people can't afford it, and I'm offering something that they that's a lot cheaper to be able to get into. When you were working as a social media consultant manager, and you talked about you noticed your clients were getting more and more value from the videos, video content at that time. Um, are they, are they, what sort of clients were they? What sort of companies were they? And are they a potential target market? Um, so I did a lot of work for BIM, which is Brighton Institute of Modern Music. Um, well, not Brighton anymore, British or Irish, British and Irish. Um, they, I mean, they could potentially be, they could potentially be a target target audience to all the people I was working with have left so I don't have contact there um, but yeah certainly like schools or colleges could potentially be a target market um, worked with uh, record labels um, they could potentially be I'm actually speaking to one at the moment about doing a workshop so they could potentially be a target market for their new releases and different records and going to gigs and filming it and stuff um, I feel like there's I feel like there's almost too many target markets because everybody can benefit from video. So it's like trying to I feel like a similar problem as we had a minute ago where it's, if it's for everybody it's it's for no one sort of thing. So um, yeah, I guess I I put through I put down a list of all the people I used to work with and I've been going through and contacting them and have got quite a few conversations from that. But that's that list is obviously going to run out pretty soon. And it's not like a, a, a long, a long um, sustainable source of leads. If, if there's a way of characterizing your list, the ones you know, so that there's a grouping of some kind where there's above average interest or more energy, then, then whatever that grouping is may be something to focus on. So essentially, I mean, it's pretty common, but I guess everybody everybody needs to find know their audience before they can really start going properly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great suggestion to. I'll, I'll look through all of my list and see, and try and get remember back and try and find the patterns of who's who's had the most interest in it. Really. Yeah, I, fi I find we all when we go on to something new and exciting, tend to ditch the past as if that was then, now is now, you know, baby and bathwater type of thing. Yeah, of course. Nice little exercise to do. Kim, who, yeah. would, who would you like to work with? Who's, uh, who would who'd be a joy to work with? I would love to work with um, large organizations that are doing good like um, something like um, you know charities or um, I mean obviously you know us being here we'd all like to be doing something that's helping people that are doing good but I mean I guess you know from a selfish point of view I'd like to be working where if I get one workshop it means it opens me up to do you know all the different branches or all the different people all around the country or the world so it's like a constant it's a source of rather than just one standalone business, 
um, actually, if I can get into my foot in the door of a place, then actually there's a lot that becomes like recurring almost because there's plenty of people within that organization who would benefit from, from the skills. So that would be an ideal client. Um, I cool. sort of thought about hotels and anywhere there's chains. Thank yeah. you. There's a bit of a swerve answer. I didn't really get the answer I wanted, but I'm going to pass on oh, to guys. Okay. Okay, so um, a few things. I think um, it might make sense to look at selling it to individuals because it might be easier to get four or five people from different companies that, that want to pay you 150 or $200 for a, a workshop for a day. Um, and then that can lead to <laughs> contacts within their companies. Um, so maybe not try to sell one workshop to a company, but just see if you can get a few people together. Um, and that would also give the opportunity to see if, to ask them and see, see if it's useful for that company. Um, second thing, um, even though you're talking to the marketing department, I think your target group would be people in the business, um, that have stories to tell. Um, so if you mention charities, like there's a lot of staff that can't even take a picture, like. They, they can take a picture, but you won't be able to, like, they don't have faces, the pictures are blurry, nothing you can use to actually um, promote the organization. So it's those kind of people you actually need to train, um, which, which means that it's a slightly different value proposition than saying, listen, uh, this is a training for your market department on how to uh, shoot cheap videos. It's on how do you tell the stories from people that usually don't have the the material or the skills to actually share those quick. <laughs> um, yeah, make a video would cost a few thousand uh, euros at least. You can do it once in a four year project, maybe twice if you're lucky. Um, but staff has stories every day. Um, and if you can capture those uh, throughout the four year period with a uh, training of a few thousand euro, that's definitely. Uh, definitely worth it for a lot of organizations, I think. Cool. Thank you. So who do you think would be the... Um, Sorry, we, we're just going to be on feedback now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you can take that back <laughs> to guys if you want to ask that question. Sandrine, uh, the question there. Or some feedback for you. Yeah, I was, I was still more in the question uh, mode, but I, I think it might be a feedback too. Is, um, I still don't really get the benefits because it's a word that you uh, use a lot, benefits. But I, I, I would love to uh, to to listen to for you what's the main benefits of doing this video. First question, and is it your are you targeting more people that are already doing video or that are not doing video and are not using video at all? So Kim, I'd like you to hold that question and maybe you can feed back as an answer, as a comment. I just want to make sure that everyone gets a chance to give their uh, some thoughts and feedback to you. Thanks, Sandrine. And we'll try and loop back to you. Anyone with feedback, advice? Um, two things. Firstly, I need you, to, I, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to hear exactly who you'd like to work with rather than the strategic this is going to lead me to loads more business to more that i'm doing this workshop and i love doing it with these people because it's amazing and i feel good and it's fun uh and then maybe tied to what sandrine was talking about is like 
uh, linking the what you do to the how and the why. So like, um, you know, I do video and I show you how to make cool videos because it makes, lets you tell really impactful stories. And also, it also you can maybe linking it to some other value in the business and we can see your social media shares grow or something really targeted or linked to something that's within the business that they're trying to improve rather than just doing videos as a thing. Uh, linking maybe with other organizations who provide some kind of value, maybe it's around storytelling or advertising or marketing and you coming in as a, one of their suppliers. That's another thought. Um, and I can't think of the other one. I thought I had it on top of my head, but I'll let you go back to answering Sandrine's question now. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the, the, um, thing that I'm trying to point out is that YouTube is the, is the second biggest search engine in the world. Um, video is the most consumed content, but it is out of reach for most people at the moment, but actually it's not, or they think it's out of reach, but actually you can create really, really quality stories and tell amazing stories of just this. Um, with some guidance. So I think it would benefit, um, as Guy said, it would benefit the individuals taking the workshops because they would actually have a, have a, for, have a medium, have a format, have a, the opportunity to tell their stories. And it would better benefit the companies who would potentially be paying because they would have, a, they would have um, quite powerful assets, marketing assets created for quite a low price. That makes sense. Does that answer your question, Sandrine? Um, yeah, I would like. I I I'd love to to have more precise. Actually, I might be in the target to be honest. So I I but I, I'm still not convinced. So that's the reason why I'm still asking question about it. Uh, I like the fact that you said selling stories and marketing, but I just feel like it's not really clear to me uh, what the exact benefit is going to be like. What, if I do a video tomorrow with you, um, is it because I need to share the story of my business and my why? Is it because I need to have more, uh, to make a link with my clients more obvious? Is it because I want more uh, leads? Is it because, uh, I don't know, I want emotional, an emotional connection with my clients or this type of thing. I, I would love to have something more, more clear and more di di direct actually about the, the benefit of it. So I think that's a really good, um, a really good point and probably something I'll write down in big letters is that I just need to communicate the end result more yeah, rather than like what it does in the meantime. It's like, as you said, actually you can make, if you want to have a video that you create to, um, you know, to sell more of a product, then that's one type of video. If you want one that tells your story, then it's another type of video. So like, Again, it's kind of niching down and being more precise rather than me offering to just create videos that you could do anything with. Yeah. Good, good point. Yeah, I like, I, like, mm -hmm. I like that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mara Okay, Paul, last person. Oh, you're muted at the moment. Thank you for that. Yeah, I thought you could lip read, but uh, yeah, that's uh, okay. Um, Kim, uh, just a thought that's come to me. I wonder how far you'd get um, looking at local businesses. Uh, Brighton is quite a big place. 
Um, maybe you could just look around, see who's already advertising in the papers, who's in yellow pages, and uh, think what you could do for them. And depending on how comfortable you feel approaching people cold, maybe even uh, contact them and suggest a course. Um, just an idea. Uh, I mean, what about a double glazing company? Would they like a video on their website showing how wonderful life was when you'd installed their double glazing and French windows and things like that? Um, that's, that's just one silly example, but you could probably actually think about something you could do for a whole variety of businesses. And if you're going to give courses in person, then you're probably more likely to get um, business from people who are close to you than people at the other end of the country. So, uh, may work, may be helpful, I don't know. It's just something that occurred to me. Thank you. Cool. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely need to um, carry on building the list of those types of companies. Brilliant. Okay, so if you have any other feedback or thoughts, please post a, either send uh, Kim a direct message on the community or you can post a comment on the event page. Uh, that'd be nice because then everyone can see. So thought I'd round off with a few things. So next week, we have our next masterclass, which is on empathic leadership. It will be run by Christine Rain, who runs, uh, she has her own consultancy that works using nonviolent communication to help teams and leaders work more effectively in uh, communicating with each other. I found her work super useful super interesting she's been to two summer camps so far she'll be at this summer camp uh, and she's going to be sharing her knowledge and experiences to how to be an empathic leader how to manage a team empathically and also we're looking at how you can use empathy in sales so if that's something of interest i encourage you to join that will be next wednesday at 8 30 uk time um Anything else that's going on? No, nothing. Oh, we've got our um, community catch up that's going to be or, like, or what you've been missing in the community this Friday. So if you have any um, content or posts or questions, please post in the community that I will be able to highlight them uh, on this short video. And I also release as a little mini podcast. Uh, I will be sharing that with other community members in the community uh, in general. So if there is a piece of content that you've written or something that you'd like to basically uh, get more visibility on, uh, please either post it on the platform or send me a message and I can make sure to mention that within that video. So other than that, I would like to say thank you to Kim and to Paul for volunteering with your challenges and questions. Um, hopefully the call you'll be able to get more feedback from people and don't hesitate to just approach people directly and I'll post a question if you want to get more information from them um, if you're going to if you're thinking of joining the next coaching call in two weeks time um, that will be uh, in the evening UK time so that's 8 30 p.m. so uh, now you know the format I'd love to hear your questions I'll, I'll see if I'll use the six words again again maybe there's another one I could use instead as a little icebreaker at the beginning um, other than that, I'd like to say thank you everyone for your time and attention. It's been uh, really nice to see everyone here and I will look forward to seeing you on the webinar next week. If not, we can chat more on the community. Brilliant. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thank you. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.